So welcome back. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about what I've learned from spending one month in the wilderness, specifically the great uh, Canadian wilderness. And I've done uh, two different two-week trips, uh, specifically canoe trips uh, that involve portaging. So if anybody doesn't know what that is, you know, you're, you're on a canoe, you have all your belongings on, on the canoe, but often to connect certain lakes or to get around rapids that you can't uh, paddle down, you have to portage. So essentially, you take everything out of the canoe, you carry it to the other side uh, along a trail, and oftentimes on these more wilderness trips, there isn't even really a trail. You kind of have to make your own uh, route around the obstacle or to the other lake. And yeah, you carry your stuff over to the other side and get around it. So it's a mix of um, uh, carrying on land as well as uh, paddling to cover a large amount of distance. So on these two-week trips, uh, we generally cover around 200 kilometers on each trip, which isn't insane. People go a lot more intense, but uh, the group I go with, uh, myself, my brother, and then uh, two of our friends. Uh, we do value traveling and getting and covering distance, but we also value things like fishing and maybe taking a couple rest days where you stay at the same campsite two nights in a row. So yeah, uh, I have a great appreciation for nature, for for wildlife uh, because of these trips and how they can humble you. So specifically, we're we're going, you know. We're, we live around uh, near Toronto and we drive around 20 hours up north, which is definitely wilderness. This isn't a couple hour drive in the woods. This is a designated wilderness park. There isn't any service. There isn't any uh, roads within, you know, a couple hundred kilometers or towns and there's no service. So uh, we bring a, uh, what's called an in-reach satellite phone. So if you did, need say you broke a leg or something you could get flown out uh, by a helicopter so the stakes stakes are pretty high and the solitude is definitely real in terms of not seeing many other people which is one of the biggest aspects of the wilderness canoe trip um, so on our two trips we maybe saw three or four uh, people or groups uh, through the whole of that month, a combined month. So it's nice that's, you know, you don't really have any other time in your life where you go through that long of a time without talking to different people, without having stresses such as work and always kind of worrying, have that existential thought of, okay, what do I have to do? Okay, I have to go to work, get stuff done. Okay, now I got to talk to that person and you know, oh, maybe I didn't call someone, so I got to talk to them. And you have this, you can often get caught up and not really take the time to slow down and realize what's really important. And that really becomes apparent after the first couple days on the trip. So the first day or couple days, you're kind of still getting in the groove. You kind of still feel like you have a, a strong connection with the outside world. But then after a while, it just you're in such a flow state that you're so disconnected from the outside world and your mental state really does change. And I can't really stress that enough, how different you start thinking. 
Um, for example, we went, one of our trips was during COVID, I believe it was in 2020 summer. And I didn't think about the pandemic for maybe a week when I was there. Um, and it was an everyday thought when you're uh, back home and, oh, you got to wear a mask and all this other stuff. And you got you had to worry about it. And you, you, your mental didn't even think of that because you have so many other things to think about. And you get into this great flow state where you really are worrying about what's really important. And it does translate into the real world because when you get back out there in the real world, you realize what's really important when you do strip yourself down to the bare minimum, a tent, a canoe, all your food is on this canoe. You know, if, if a storm came in and you, you tipped, you know, the, the trip is over. So you have such a relationship with nature, with the land, and that really gives you a sense of respect for nature. And that's something you're very disconnected from during everyday life in a society. If it's raining, you go inside. It's, it's, it's kind of just a bother, right? But on a wilderness canoe trip, you don't have an incredibly amount, an incredibly large amount of clothes. And if you didn't steal your waterproof bag quite tightly enough, your sleeping bag's wet. And what if it rains for three days in a row and you have a wet sleeping bag? How are you going to sleep at night comfortably? And so you have all these things going through your mind and you realize how um, big the stakes are and how intense the stakes are. Yet you have somewhat less anxiety. I mean, you still have anxiety if you see a storm coming in, but those are legit issues out there, right? And in every everyday life in a, in a uh, typical society, you're gonna have other stresses like just dumb things like like worrying about uh, getting a deadline or and you think it's the end of the world if it doesn't happen and once you're out there for a while you just realize as long as I have food shelter you know nothing can really bother me that much and so that's one of the lessons I've learned in terms of carrying it carrying some of the lessons into my everyday life now is yes I want to do great things but I I can't be bothered if I can't be bothered to get anxious about things that aren't truly important and I think that is one of the biggest uh, takeaways I got from these trips it also is amazing um, how it tests you in terms of how are you going to deal with misfortune and you really show your true colors uh, so for example there was one time it was getting dark. We were paddling uh, on the water to our next site, our next campsite. Had a long day. It was, uh, you know, the sun was setting, and we're all laughing. It's, it's we're having a good time, and it's amazing how quickly it gets dark. So we knew there was a campsite coming up on this shore, and we think, yeah, we'll just pull up to this campsite. We can look at it on the map. It's it's coming up, right? But it's getting darker and darker and if anybody's walked at night in a forest or um, where there's no light uh, somewhere you're maybe comfortable with in the daytime where you feel like you know everything in terms of okay this trail leads back to here okay I I know that tree 
so that means I'm in this location or you know certain things like that that your markers are your markers for that area go out the window everything looks so different in the dark so trying to find a campsite that you've never seen before on a shore that has thick bush and a lot of time the campsite is kind of hidden there may be a spot a uh, little beach or maybe a little area that is ideal to pull up with a canoe that's very obvious when it's light out but when it's dark and you can't find a campsite and there's dense dense bush that you can't just say oh we'll just set up here in this nice flat uh, non-bushy area because those don't exist so really learn to respect these things out there and uh, such as the rain like I was talking about or uh, the condition of the sky or how dark it is it getting and the second you get too cocky you get humbled so quickly and you realize how vulnerable you are when you don't have a nice heated warm uh, house to go back to and unlimited food and unlimited clothes so it really humbles you uh, in that sense and then when you get back home you are so grateful for just a warm shower or to talk with different people and that can stick with you for a long long time there's obviously that effect of right when you get back everything's amazing but you also have this deep understanding that stays with you at you know how lucky you are to have these things so those are some some of the biggest takeaways it's also very interesting and amazing how easy it is to sleep out there um, you know because you wake up pretty early and travel all day or fishing and you you rarely ever sit down maybe for lunch for a bit so you're exhausted and you go to sleep so easily and obviously there's effects of you know viewing sunlight in the morning setting your circadian rhythm that that plays a part and as someone who often tosses and turns at night and thinks a lot about all sorts of stuff mine just races not even necessarily bad things but i have a hard time shutting off your mind out there your clock is so in tune with the sky and the brightness and you're just so exhausted at the end of the day and it's just <laughs> i wish i could transfer how easy it was to sleep out there back home uh, maybe i need to exhaust myself a bit more during the day uh, but that's hard to do as much as out there um, where you're just moving all day burning thousands and thousands of calories a day um, so that's that's another aspect that's uh, pretty interesting for these uh, wilderness canoe trips so yeah the main thing is it's you're so in tune with nature that's probably the biggest difference obviously because you're spending time there but your whole day depends around weather, sky, all these things. And your life depends on the land. And it's just so, I think, in our DNA, it's how we evolved to live. Um, and just like the feeling of catching a fish that you're going to eat that day. And how great that feels. And it doesn't matter if you catch it. If your friend catches it, it really doesn't matter. It's like we're eating a nice fish that was just caught it's nice and fresh um and it's gonna keep us going on this trip it's gonna give us protein it's it's a luxury 
and these luxuries feel so uh, damn good out there and like i said they do transfer over to the world when you are back in uh, your everyday life and just on the note of uh, the minimal anxiety thing i know i'm kind of bouncing around a lot but i think that comes with the sense of feeling accomplished and you do do that every day out there you do accomplish so much you can look on a map to see the distance you covered with your hands by paddling by carrying your gear over swamps over uh, boggy areas uh, you know over these portage routes and just putting in the work and you just feel like such a sense of accomplishment and that has that relates to why you feel minimal anxiety because you're just so exhausted and you know you put in a shift that day and the same can be said about uh, uh, everyday life for example I'm a PhD student and I have a lot of freedom with my daily routine Um, I'm judged on my results what I get I could work from you know midnight until uh, 8 a.m and it wouldn't matter if I work those hours so I can create my own schedule I can do what I want and I yeah like I said I have a lot of freedom so with that freedom (laughs) there are some days where you just know you could have done more or you may be slacked and you have the sense of you just didn't really accomplish what you wanted to accomplish that day and maybe it's just the standards I have for myself but I feel like a lot of people want to feel like they accomplished something that day and that comes from doing hard stuff it comes from things that you may not want to do whether it's physical activity or maybe it's this thing at work you've kind of been putting off that you know you should be doing and there's such a cost of not doing that and it's the cost of not feeling accomplished that lingers with you until you do that thing so it's almost better to do that thing that's bugging you that you know once you do it you are going to feel accomplished it's almost better to do that thing right away and it's so much easier said than done because there's such a resistance attached to those annoying things that you know you should do but if you can just feel accomplished uh, by your own standards whether that's paddling you know 20 kilometers in the wilderness or or just doing that one thing you know you should do in everyday life it will make you feel better it'll make you less anxious it will improve so many aspects of your life in terms of Um, your relationships with other people just not having that lingering thing you're worrying about that will affect you whether you know it or not just when you're talking to people you may not be in the best mood so that's one other thing where you just feel so accomplished every day when you are on these wilderness trips and you feel like you earned the food you're eating you feel like you earned uh, this this warm shower when you do get back home Another thing you realize while you're while you're out there is how you and anyone you are with deals with misfortune, bad luck, just shitty scenarios um, that really do affect your mental and do test you. Are you going to let that affect you to the point of getting angry, which sometimes is called for? Um, but is it going to ruin your day? And these are like big things because there's no escaping it. Like if... If you wet your pair 
of shoes that are meant to be dry. That's That really tests you. And it sounds trivial. Oh, yeah, wet shoes. But imagine like just just going for 12 hours of the day grinding and your shoes are wet and you're just looking forward to getting back to this campsite and you have an extra pair of dry shoes that you can change into, sit by the fire and relax. Imagine you just don't have that pair of dry shoes. Both your shoes are wet. That really tests you and it, it really tests how you deal with misfortune, how much control you have over your mental state are you going to let it affect you to the point of ruining that full day? And there are times when you can't reason like that. Like, oh, I'm not going to let it affect me. Because there are some things that actually are just really shitty. And you are going to get pissed. And it's really interesting to see, for example, my brother or my friends, how they deal with these things that are just so different from the problems you face in everyday life, how are you going to deal with them? And you really get asked these questions while you're out there and there is no hiding, there is no escaping, and you really find out who you are, how well you can deal with these things and these adversities uh, when you're faced with them because there is no hiding. So all in all, I would say if you do love nature, Try getting out into any type of wilderness. It doesn't have to be extreme, like in you know twenty hours north of Toronto in the Canadian wilderness. You know, not I don't know if there's any many countries in the world that have access to that type of wilderness, but you can access similar mental states and get experiences like I've described here in less. Uh, remote places or less wilderness-esque places just try to disconnect go to a place where you don't have access to your phone and really just get out there be vulnerable but it is a learning curve you can't just go into one of these two-week trips you have to kind of build up to it do maybe a couple weekend trips maybe a week-long trip and slowly build up so definitely don't throw yourself in the fire too quickly um, you definitely want to know your gear, know know yourself a bit more if you do like doing this stuff, and because you don't want to get stuck out there for you know two weeks or a month and realize you really don't like it. But I think most people inherently love nature, love being outside. So just try to get outside more, connect with yourself. If it can be a multi-day event, do that. Uh, but yeah, just just start slow and just remember if you have food if you have shelter and a job and just relax your life may not be the best and everyone deals with hardships but don't take for granted what you do have and spending time in the wilderness really made me realize what did matter and how trivial and dumb certain things are uh, like you know annoying co-workers that really can ruin your day but at the end of the day it doesn't matter what they think and all these little things that may bug you in in real life so you can definitely get doses of this type of experience in less extreme ways so just get out there if even if it's just going for a walk putting your phone down 
going for an hour or so walk, um, maybe a hiking trip for a couple days, and just slowly build up, and you won't be disappointed in the results you get, the experiences you make, the the stories you can tell your friends. Uh, you'll learn about yourself. Uh, you're, you'll get a better relationship with the people you go with. Uh, if you can go solo if you want, you'll definitely start knowing yourself a bit better if you do that. But just get out there, disconnect, and when you do reconnect back in real life, in everyday life, you will have some lessons. You'll be proud of yourself for what you accomplished, the distance you covered, and just getting out of your comfort zone. And yeah, you'll have a bigger sense of pride. You'll realize what you're capable of, and that will carry with you uh, throughout the rest of your life if you do push yourself and make yourself proud by, like I said, getting out of your comfort zone and doing something that humans have been doing for thousands of years. And you'll realize that it's this weird society we've constructed that causes a lot of our mental issues, our anxieties. And you can kind of relax and realize that, you know, I do participate in this crazy world where there's tall buildings and all these unnatural things, but you will realize what's important and why and have some reason for why you may feel these weird anxieties and because the world we live in isn't really natural. Um, so it's not a call to be a hermit, to just ditch society, but you can learn about it firsthand as to why you may be feeling some of the ways you feel. And yeah, nothing beats uh, a couple weeks in nature and even just a walk in nature. So thank you so much for listening. And I really hope you gained something from this podcast and were encouraged to uh, try something new and get out of your comfort zone.